Hi, everybody. Dave Donaldson here for another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact, along with my sidekick, Joe Martin. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about winning. I don't think I've ever been called a sidekick before. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah I have to choose my words carefully. Uh, so you you're know? Batman, I'm Robin. Is that how we're going to go with this? Well, uh, you know. I got you. It's, it's, it's all cool. It's, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you, you beat the Bills... Uh, with some with a terrible horse collar oh, non-call, boy, and now all of a sudden we got the high horse going on, huh? huh? <sighs> I don't know. He, I'm pretty sure he had to replace his jersey after Joe, that. I, like that. You know, I thought you were above blame. Uh, no, I'm about rules. I'm about following rules and actually being enforced upon because all of a sudden he gets a 15 yard uh, uh, intentional grounding penalty that kicks us out of field goal range, and we got to go to you know. It's it's okay. We're at the, we were at the link. I get it. There's favoritism. It's okay. But they are winning. They're ten and one, and they're winning, and no holds back, and they're doing whatever it takes to win, and they have the right frame of mind and right mindset. And I tell you what, you can use all the sports analogies you want. Those are that was two different football games. Refs aside, okay, I think refs and calls can you can always hang your hat on things, but that was two different teams from the mm-hmm. first half to the second half. Yeah, right. And when you talk about winning, the question is, do you have what it takes? Right. What are you going to do? Accomplish. Right? Are you going to blame the refs and and waddle up, or are you going to say, you know what, I got to do more, and I only have so much time to get it done? I would agree with that statement. I think it's uh, the winning. You know, I, as we prep for this, like what we were going to talk about, the thing. And there's so many different dynamics that come to my head from playing sports to being in professional life to just in general life being competitive because I just don't like losing. Like I think there's there's like a gift for people, or maybe it's a curse actually. Is that like people hate, like there's this weird thought, like, yeah, I love winning. But then there's people that hate losing so much that it actually trumps their need to even win. That, like, I, I don't know how to better describe that. Like, yeah, I like winning, but the I hate losing so much. So therefore, I don't try to win. Well, it's weird. It's like it's like the avoidance of pain, right? That okay. like some people want like, hey, I could say, hey, come, you know, do this couple things, you'll get this great book. Or is it like, hey, I got to run away from a problem, right? And there's a lot of human motivation around the fact that the avoidance of pain actually is a bigger motivator than that of like going towards like pleasure, right? Um, which is why you've got some people that say, I hate losing more than I like winning, and that drive of hate, hate hating to lose is so motivational in your behavior is that it, it, it literally causes you to win on pretty much everything or causes you to be comp- competitive in stuff you shouldn't be competitive in. Hey, that's an interesting point because I think I think if you look at the, like, there's the day-to-day grind, right? Are, are you winning? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Am, am I heading in a path to, to accomplish my goals? Mm. Okay. And to some people, just getting home every day might be winning, right? Could be. To others... Take all the noise of the day-to-day out of it, and winning is so much more, right? Like, there's a drive and a competitive and a passion. And of course, we we uh, will fall towards sports analogies all day long for this thing. But when it comes to business or life or personal or finance, what does winning look like? I mean, when I think about winning, um, there's a couple of different quotes that sit in my head. But the two that resonate with me the most is, like, winning's not normal. I think that everyone listening needs to be very clear about that. If you say, I want to be number one or I want to win at this and blah, 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 like it's not normal. People are going to be like, you're crazy. That's that's not normal. 
Yeah, that you're staying, you're working 10 hours a day because you're trying to get to X, Y, you're trying to get some deal done, you're trying to get this income goal so you can pay off this thing or you can buy this property or you can invest in this X, Y, Z or open this other business. Like, if you want to do something that is like in the top echelons of success, that level of the top 1% is not normal. By definition, being the top 1% means you're not the 50% at the trend line. So that means you're going to have to do stuff that is not normal, that people are going to like cast shade at you and they're going to be like, that's not normal. You should have a balanced life and blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah, Brene Brown brings it up in her book, uh, Dare to Lead. But her whole thing is that like life is a series of counterbalances and you have to be focused on the things that matter in your personal and professional life. And what I mean by that is, okay, if your child has a soccer game on Saturday at seven o'clock in the morning, like... (coughs) treat that soccer game as if you had a business appointment at 10 o'clock on Tuesday. Like, are you going to be at your business appointment on your phone and taking another like personal call while you're meeting with a business potential client? No. So like when you're at soccer practice at 7 a.m. and you want to be there because you want to have that memory with your child, like be completely present. So like, I'm not a big proponent on this whole idea of like balance work life. No, there's going to be times where you've got to lean into your personal life and you got to lean into your business life. And you've got to be able to make those choices about what matters the most there to win so that you have experiences worth having for people. And when people try to say, oh, well, you're working too hard, or that's that, that's chaotic, or that's psycho, or whatever, I'd be like, great, you want an average life. I don't want one. I want a superb life, which means I'm willing to make sacrifices to do stuff that most normal people will never experience in their life. And Not, if that's called crazy, then so be it. I think that's the uniqueness about winning, is that because everybody's wired differently, that the definition of winning varies mm-hmm. right here are all kinds of different things like having a big life that doesn't necessarily mean financial mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean i have a windfall in a bank account to different people right? some people aren't motivated by money more people other people are motivated by family right showing up and prioritizing mm-hmm. going to the sports and that it's funny joe and i we joke about this like i've got older kids joe's got younger kids who hasn't quite yet had to experience and just likes to tell me that he's not going to be the ultra super competitive parent and anybody that's met joe knows that i'm going to be right about this one (laughs) as we're going into the winning episode you're just going to tee this up i'm going to play this back for you in about 10 15 years as you're that guy but we all have it to some degree the matter is where do you find it what moves you what motivates you to have that winning persona come out and does that actually prioritize or define who you are yeah and the second part about i think the i think winning and i think you can bring up a really good point is that like in different phases of life there's different winning or not phases of life different aspects of your life is it like what does winning look like right like sure. you're competitive in something else and you're not in that whatever it may be but there's also different definitions of winning based on the situation you're in. So like, there's another definition of winning. So one is, get. I wouldn't even say, it, it's, it's, it's also understanding what a win looks like. I think going back to your point is like what you have to define winning. So like a lot of times yes. people say I want to win, but then they ne- never define a goal. Win what? Exactly. So like I have a big challenge with people that are non-committal to goals. Because what you're telling me is that you're unwilling to commit to something because if you don't hit it, you're, you're fearing of that failure. So you're unwilling to commit to something because it's too hard or it's tough or I don't want to fully commit to it because what if I don't hit it? Okay, what if you don't hit it, but what if you don't even start? 
like what are you missing out on by even like I I'd rather have you get to fifty percent of your goal than get to zero percent of your goal because you're too fearful that you're not going to actually like perform. What kind of life is that? So I think there's also a risk around winning. Is you're willing to risk your your uh, your ego. You're ready to risk your like namesake. You're willing to take egg on the face because you're willing to step out and do something you've never done before. Because most often most people don't even want to step up the dock, right? And I say that in the competitive side of like what you can control. There's another side of winning that has to do with like leading a team. And I, this this definition of winning when it talks about leadership will never leave me. And it's it's that winning is is empowering those in your circle to achieve things you've already mastered. That's deep. It is. And and like that's competitive because <coughs> Like there's a lot of things that we individually can do because we have a lot of control on it. You have very little control on others. So your ability as far as control playing, or influence. Well, you don't have any control on people. You have, you can have influence with them. Okay. That's why I said uh, that's why I purposely use the word control is that you don't have control on people. Right? You don't. And that that's why leadership can be tough is that like, hey, I don't have control on this person, so they're gonna do what they believe is best or their their belief system or their training or whatever the thing may be, because they're not you. You can control yourself. You can't control somebody else. So the winning aspect of leadership is saying, "How I'm going to win when I empower those to to accomplish what I've already mastered." And if you think about that, as you evolve as a leader, as you evolve even as a parent, that like winning is empowering your children to do stuff that you've already gone through. And maybe that is letting them skill their needs. Well, it's an interesting thought that parenting is the ultimate game. I I don't know if I I, <laughs> I don't know if it's a game I'm ever gonna win. But um, well, right, right, right. Well, when you say winning, like, and how do you measure it? Like, yes, I think there's a series of goals you have to kind of put something out there. And but at the same time, that there's an interesting thought to to winning. How once you've won, are you still winning? It's a never ending. I mean, the same thing with life. Life is constantly evolving, right? So like. Kind of like I mean, if you bring up Infinite Game from Simon Sinek about the, there is no, like, you can't say oh, I, I won at life because whenever you get to one level of success, the, you have, you bump against other, like, limitations or other challenges. Well, I don't think when it comes to life, life, you don't get to save you won because that'll be somebody saying, you're well, he won at life. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never actually see behind the curtain. Correct. Um, but I, I, I do believe in a, the, the challenge that I think a lot of us face in, in business, especially as an entrepreneur, is that. As an entrepreneur, let, let's be clear: you don't you don't get a participation award to pay your mortgage. You don't get a gold cookie, or I'm sorry, gold star, or a cookie for showing up at the office, right? Like as an entrepreneur, you get paid when you perform. And when you, th I think that's the closest. I think entrepreneurship is so beautiful in the fact of like when it comes to competition and winning, is that you can get a clear line of sight of like, did I perform? Because the only time you get paid is when you actually perform and provide value of some type of service. And I think far too often in our, in our, in our world that we're not encouraging people to fail, but we're also not encouraging or setting people up to have challenges in life. That like life is about like you leave the, the, the house, like my kids leave the house. Like my job as a parent is not to make their life easier. <laughs> my, my job as a parent is to make them ready to handle challenges in the world so they know how to handle them and succeed. Like 
they're going to get fired or they're going to fail a test and they're going to, you know, get hit by a car and, or, you know, they get in a car accident. Like there, there's going to be negative things that happen in their life. Right. And like winning is the ability to say, yep, I failed or I took a knock on the chin or I got knocked off the seat and I was willing to get back up because I knew I wasn't going to get stopped by one little impediment. And I think far too often people get one little impediment and they get completely, oh, I got to leave. I got to give up. It's too hard. Blah, blah, blah. Like if I hear how oh, you've heard this before in our one-on-ones, the one thing that like drives me up the wall right now is if I hearing someone say that's too tough. Let me break down when I hear somebody say that's too tough. When I think someone says tough, it's usually because the expectation of what's actually going to take to get to their goal doesn't meet reality. So let's let's play this out in our industry of real estate. Oh, lead gen is so tough. Tell me more. Oh, I called them three times. Okay. Did you text them? No. Did you hit them a you know, direct message on social? No. Send them an email? No. Did you, did you try some other form? Did you, call them, did you call them again next week? Oh, no. I, I called them once. They didn't get back to me. So you're telling me lead generation is tough when in statistical like numbers, a deal gets done between the seventh and tenth touch base with somebody. So the only reason that you believe lead generation is tough is because your expectation was I would call them once or twice and I would get the outcome when in reality it's going to take you seven to ten times to reach that person. So like what bothers me inside of like this whole idea of the world tough is that no, you just have the wrong expectation of what the work is going to take to get to the outcome you desire. So frankly, you just actually don't want the outcome. Or not enough. You're right. Not enough to experience sacrifice, right? To have expectations, right? Hard in most of what we do, if you're talking about lead generation, a lot of things business, it's not hard at all. We make it hard. Yeah. The barriers and the walls, the expectations, the sacrifice that we're not willing to endure allows us what makes it hard. Realization of the goal is very easy. Visualizing the goal is very easy. Hard is not doing a lot of things that have to be done. Hard is what you put in your own way yes. to remove. Well, it's also like think about think about this too. Like you brought up a really good point about like we want we make we, as humans we make things hard to validate our intelligence or to validate our worth. So like we'll make we'll make something way more complicated in the in the in the effort to say we're more valuable because we had to deal with all this this crap. No, you just made it really hard. You you didn't have to make it that complicated. You just made it really hard, um, and you don't have to do that. Like, and that's why there's the beauty of like, how do you simplify things? How do you make things simple? And how do you figure? Like, leaders make complicated concepts simple, because when you make complicated concepts simple, people can actually execute on them, which means you yeah. can actually win, right? And I think like there's another thought about winning. I, I had. Um, Go ahead. No, I was good. you bring up just because I, I was thinking back a couple episodes ago. Uh, I had Miss Mickey Pasquarello on here, and we were talking about the concept of the four day work week, mm-hmm. right? And that I think it, it, it reflects on me because that's like you're saying, hey, I do all these things, to keep myself busy to make it look like I work hard. Yep. But boy, what if the goal was to really like work, not hard, but so efficiently that I hardly had to work at all? Well, think about this. You don't get paid. You get paid for outcomes. That's why I'm talking about entrepreneurs. You get paid for outcomes. You don't get paid for like punching a clock. Right. So like we have to get away from this idea that like we got to be busy to say that we're efficient. No, no. Like what's the outcome? That's why like 
that's why I think it's so interesting when people have challenges with goals. Because if you tell me what the goal is, then just get there. I don't care how you get there. I don't care if you get there in two hours. I'm paying you to get to the goal. I'm not paying you to like push a bunch of papers around. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a, that from the winning side is that we've got to change people's dynamics to say like, no, you get paid. So it's kind of like, you know, we, we do a lot of event planning, like an amazing event. You could say all the things are an amazing event, but if you don't have the crowd there, no one's at the event. You could have literally the best sound, light show, key speakers, all that. But if you've got two people in the crowd, you didn't win. Right, you could have the best office, or you could have the best product, or whatever. But if no one's buying it, you're not winning. So, like, how do we define winning based on an outcome, and then get neutral to the fact that that's 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 the definition of winning? So, don't make an excuse. You either got there, or you didn't get there, and figure out the way to get there. Right. Yep. And um, I say this because th- there was a there was a question posed. Um, about winning. Uh, I, I forget which, which coach it was or what I was training in, but they said, what are the words that come to mind when you hear, like you hear the word winning, what are the words that, like the adjectives that come to mind when I say winning? Perseverance. Keep going. Drive. Keep going. Motivation. Keep going. Blood, sweat, and tears. Long hours. So what, what's interesting is you kind of went through both phases. What the coach said, or the trainer said, was that a lot of people say euphoric, satisfied, happy, uh, energized, happy, like all these like euphoric, like uplifting words, right? And I didn't say what I thought. And the first thing that came to my mind about winning was gritty, hard, tough, like perse- perseverance, right? Yep. And what's fascinating is that people that are used to winning know it takes work and, and i'm not saying like I, I you know if it takes me 10 phone calls and great i'm not going to complain about the 10 phone calls because that's what it's going to take to get the outcome well that's why i mentioned earlier like I, I look at the word sacrifice right what is your priority what are you willing to give up what are you willing to sacrifice to do what is hard to accomplish mm-hmm. what needs to be done to win yeah so let's you know as we kind of wrap this this session on like Let's let's t- let's apply it to like the current economics, right? Or the current e- industry for real estate and our economy in the U.S. Is that like currently compared to eighteen months ago, interest rates are up, so it's more costly. There's layoffs happening. There's lawsuits. There's you know you got an election year coming up. All, you got all this noise, right? So mm-hmm. let's let's be clear. All that stuff is reality. It's happening, but as a winner. You have to be able to focus and say, I can't control any of that. There is literally nothing I can do to any of that. It's there. I have to be aware of it. But I have to be smart enough and driven enough to know what does this mean for me? And what got me to where I'm at today or what I won at last year isn't the same environment. So I need to be a little bit more gritty, a little bit more perseverance, a little bit more challenging of myself to realize I have an opportunity in a down market to go take market share, to go do more work because everybody else is saying, oh, it's hard, it's tough. The real winners are going to be like, I love hard and tough because it's going to take my comp, 90% of my competition is going to self-check themselves out because they don't want to actually work. And right now, entrepreneurs have, you eat what you kill, so go get motivated and realize that I'm just going to outwork you. Like one of the best things in my life that I love is that I just laugh. 
when people complain and, oh, it's hard and tough and blah, 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 I'm like laughing. So I'm like, they don't know what winning looks like. They got spoon fed. That was easy for them. They don't actually have the tenacity. So when I sit back and get confident, I'm saying, great, love that. Love that they're saying that because it means they're going to self-check themselves out and I'm not even going to have to deal with them because I'm just going to outlast you. And in a moment in time where everybody else is hard and, and blah, 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 how do you have tenacity? How do you have focus? How do you have like unrelenting energy to get to that goal? Because going back to your part about like counterbalancing life, if this is the moment that I go hard for 12, 18 months, 24 months and take every territory, take every business opportunity, when it starts to ascend, my life is going to be easier and I've already dominated that market. Mm-hmm. So my life is already set up so that in two years... I've got the ability to be with my family, with my kids, opportunities, all that kind of stuff, because I was willing to win in a in a quote unquote tough environment. So in a word, winning is mindset. I would have to agree with that. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in this week for another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. And we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. See you, everybody.